it's almost embarrassing for me sometimes to admit that like as a man like I like need help sometimes and I had a conversation with my sister the other day where I was like I need you to bear with me I got some shit going on don't want to talk about it but like I need structure right now which I think is something that I've been missing in my life What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 75 of the Mad Happy Podcast. I'm Payman. And I'm Mason. Today, uh, we have a great episode with Payman and Johnny Orlando that you guys will hear in a bit. But first, what do I want to say? Episode 75, three quarters to 100. Also, three quarters through the year, I guess. That's an interesting coincidence. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff that we've been working on on the Mad Happy side. Opened New York last month, which a lot of you know, which, which was really great. Uh, definitely encourage you guys to stop by. Both the L.A. store on Melrose and the New York store in Soho, we're doing a lot of really cool uh, exclusive drops in there and and sending all of our new releases there a little bit early uh, for you guys to go see in store and pick up in store. I think a lot of the stuff that we have coming uh, the rest of the year are new products that I know for me are so much more enjoyable to see in person to feel the fabric to really see the color try them on uh, a lot of really new fun fits and and styles so if you're on either of the coasts definitely really encourage you guys to go check those out if possible uh some other stores coming for the end of the year that that we'll talk about soon yeah man what else is cooking sweet no that's great we have the puffers coming this week uh which we're really excited about but back to the podcast um good episode today yeah how was it how was it with johnny really good so he was here a couple weeks ago when we recorded in studio great to meet him in person for those that don't know he you know he's an up-and-coming musician been doing it for a while now and just just a great story of just some childhood challenges that he faced how how that plays a role in the music he's making now and sort of the impact he wants to have uh so you know we were really excited about it we thought it was a great combo excited for you guys to hear it and uh without further ado nice uh well enjoyed the episode everyone the mad happy podcast is brought to you by optimism enjoy the show my question for you is what is one thing that you're currently struggling with or trying to work on uh amidst you know a busy life and and everything that's going on probably just everything that's going on um i've been feeling a little bit like like there's so much, there's a lot coming at me, and like the, I naturally want to be able to like categorize things by like urgency and whatever else, and just have like a, a grasp on what is happening in my life, mm. and it feels like right now I have no idea. Mm. Like um, my sister Darian is uh, half of my management team, and she'll like she'll say well in the morning we'll have like a little like meeting or whatever she'll be telling me things. And be like, oh, you know, we have like a podcast later and then this thing and then this thing and then this thing. And then like after after I leave, like like say after this podcast is done, I'll be like, what were we we doing again? Like what's next? And it feels like I have so many small pieces of information that I can't really grasp anything of 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 substance. Yeah. 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 It's interesting you say that. I think. For me, it's actually a similar thing. It's like, you know, the ebbs and flows of like trying to run a company. And I think like as it gets bigger and the team gets bigger, you know, there's a certain portion of your day that has to be spent making sure everyone on the team is good. Then as the business grows, then like there's more things you're working on because you have collaborators, you're working in different territories, all of these things. And it can feel overwhelming at times. It's like, 
which one should I focus on now? You know, they're all important. But, like, are they? And, like, you don't even have the time to think about what actually is important. So I think that's definitely been something for me that, that it ebbs and flows. Like, different times of the year, I struggle with it more. And I think all we could do is just, just try our best. And, and I think, you know, lead with, like, hopefully, like, the right intentions and have the right people around us and just keep, keep going. Of course. As a business owner, like, as obviously Mad Happy is, like, I've, I've been hearing Mad Happy for years and years now. Um, do you do you ever feel like you have this new place and you know everything's great and you're like, fuck, like the? Do you ever feel like it's gotten away from you a little bit? Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, when like, it's a small company, you can you know everybody's name and and what they're doing later that day. I think yeah, I think control is one of the things where like when you start a company, you have so much control. And I think people who like to be in control tend to start companies also, mm-hmm. or let's say get into um music or or these different areas and like they like to control every aspect of it right so similar to you probably like when we started it was like just a few of us and we were like oh okay everyone's in this room so like everyone knows everything that's going on and then as you get bigger you have to be like okay like it's not scalable that way and i need to be able to like trust other people you know which is like a learning process because not everyone ends up being the right person not really just because of them but sometimes like fit within the company and different things like that but i think of course like no one person now when we're a lot bigger is responsible for controlling the entire brand exactly. and you have to be yeah. okay with that because even if, if you're, you're most senior yeah you know you're not doing everybody's job for the sure way it used to be yeah and I, and I think that you just have to be okay with that and understand that or else like you're just gonna take all that suffering on yourself of like oh this one thing went wrong like how did it go wrong like let me look into that you know and like I think for me, control has always been a big thing. Anytime I do feel out of control, it's harder for me to like feel good, you know, mm-hmm. and like let go. Do you feel less connected to the company nowadays? I think because of the, because I work on it every day and so much, I think there are times that like, I never feel disconnected from it, but I sometimes I'm like so like deep in it that I'm like, wow, like we, you don't even get a chance to like, take a take it a look from like the higher view or okay. take a so the know, opposite yeah right? like take it like I, I think i do feel connected but of course it's different you know so in each stage of it you have to like know like oh this is the current stage right for the past two years we were in a certain size of office we had a certain size of team that was that part of the journey and now it's a new part of the journey and you have to like grow and learn each one because like there's new challenges at each one and like there's going to be parts that you like more from this stage and less. Are you ever nostalgic for like the, you know, five people in a room? Yeah, I, I think I think that'll always be the case because like, I think you just have so many like great memories from each year and you're like, oh, like, you know, you're always like longing for like something different, generally speaking, right? So when you start, you're like, oh, this is like so annoying. Like we're so small, we have to do everything and then now it's like oh like it was it was easier back then or like in some ways you know and so so i think yeah like the nostalgic piece um is definitely a part of it but i think that's okay and and i think that like that's like the point of like you know now i don't even like how long when did you start like getting into music like when i was eight yeah so it's been like over (laughs) 10 years right so it's like i don't even know if you remember everything from when you were eight because i don't remember anything from when i was eight but but like, you know, there's definitely parts, I'm sure, of your journey where you're like, oh, like that time was great. 
<laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. For and sure. like that was chill. Like there weren't too many responsibilities. I didn't have to do all these things. I was younger, less pressure. You know, there weren't all these expectations. So like, how did like do you have memories of that? It, it used to be like easier, like TikTok, which I mean, is is good and bad. Obviously, bad for me because you know, if if it's easy to get like a ton of views, then you know it's easier to grow and it's easier to do everything else. But with TikTok. They've really um, cut down on the the intervention of the of the company, basically. So they're they're not trying to create influencers. It happens, and they create big artists, and they blow up songs, um, and people blow up on TikTok all the time. But that's not the. It's not like users, and then like the influencers. It's not a different class. It's the same. Everybody has equal opportunity, which I think is amazing. And it, it, it leads to such a better experience. It's the reason why Musical.ly died. But on Musical.ly, literally, one of my buddies, the way I started, I was at a, I was like hanging out with like a bunch of my friends. I was like 13. And this one kid was like, yo, have you heard of this thing called Musical.ly? And I was like, no, uh, what is it? And he's like, oh, like, I'll set you up. I'll make you an account. I know, like, the people running it in L.A., like, I'll get you verified, whatever. So that, I, like, was texting him about it. That night, he gets me verified. I post my first video. It gets featured, and it gets, like, a ton of views. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is so crazy. I literally didn't do anything. I was just saying, like, hey, guys, I'm Johnny Orlando. Welcome. And, um... It blew up just because on the app side of things, they just, they blew it up. They pressed a button and it, you know, went off. Uh, but TikTok's not like that. You really have to work for it. You really have to just keep trying at it. And I feel like it's more, it's a, it's a test of, of your willingness to dedicate yourself to it, really. And so it kind of weeds out a lot of the people that, that aren't, aren't down for that. And it creates a better experience on the user side. Like, I will spend hours on TikTok. I'm sure. Do you have TikTok? Yeah. Do you feel the same? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I try to find, I try to limit my time on it. But, I try but yeah. to, but I just can't. Yeah. It's addi- It's so addicting because every video is exactly what I want to see. Yeah. And you can only have that if it's a democratized situation, yeah. you know? And so I'm curious about the Musical.ly thing because, like, Musical.ly came up, like, when like the audience wasn't me you know and i think it was right. a little yeah, younger yeah. and i'm curious like is that really like the initial spark for like what ended up you know helping your music career or like how did that it was more like gasoline of, yeah how did that series of events unfold so at that point i was i was 13 i already had good numbers especially for how old was i i was 13 like 2016 like 2020 20, like 15 to 2017 is when the music musically started to take over and at that point i already had a, had a good following dedicated uh fan base um and then musically came along and it was like it was like going from like radio to television you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it was just it's just such a bigger opportunity to introduce yourself to people yeah um so i mean naturally i gained a ton of followers and stuff like that and then i've just like been riding not riding that wave but you know it, it hasn't it hasn't dropped off from there yeah so there the sp- i think everything was there the spark was there i had a good momentum going and there was like general awareness about who i was and then i started grinding uh musically which is funny to say uh, grinding musically <laughs> and it just kind of like blew it up yeah yeah that's crazy and in terms of like you getting into music you said you started when you were eight mm-hmm. like how did you even 
decide or like how did you even like start that in the first place like was that always something you liked when you were super young or um, I, I always loved music I wasn't interested in being an artist myself I it's not I wasn't disinterested but I just never I never even thought about it never never I don't think I ever really realized that I could because obviously like this is the best drive in the world as somebody who loves music why wouldn't I want to be an artist you know obviously like you, you have to be it's a certain type of person but I as a person am the type of person that really wants to be an artist and I love it and uh, so basically the way it happened was um, it was 2011 and my sister and I Darian we were like it was like Christmas break we were at home not doing much and she had been on YouTube a lot watching like covers and like people like that whole that whole thing was taking off for the first time Um, and especially like the young kids that did covers like Mm. A couple names come to mind for sure, and I and um, what are the names? Matty B was the biggest one. Like yeah. he he was huge at that yeah. point already. Um, he was like going on Ellen and stuff, and that was like so we we saw like all this happening, or she saw all this happening, and she was like, hey, like we should make a cover. Like I think I just think it'd be fun, and it wasn't for you know the going on Ellen or yeah. for the fame. Literally for for the first few years, even after we started like making a little bit of money from it. It was just fun. Like, I didn't care. Um, I didn't care about money. I didn't have anything to spend my money on. I was, like, 10. But it was just it was just fun. So we started just making covers, and, like, a year later, we made our first original. And um, she basically ran everything at that point. And it kind of just kept leveling up and kept leveling up. It was, like, the most natural growth that could have possibly happened mm. and then started really making my own stuff when i was like 12 13 got it like de- like decent music got it and then i signed to universal when i was 15 and it's gotten better since then it's always yeah. just kind of leveled up so that the, this last album was like the that's like by far like that was a huge step up from my previous music and from everything else and um like personally vocally it was just another level up and then the stuff that we're making now is a level up from that so you're, it's, it's just been like little steps yeah yeah that's awesome and i guess during that time you know things like this like hobbies things you like to do start out like so fun you know like carefree the money doesn't matter none of that stuff matters and then like you hit a point where like you start getting a lot of views getting a lot of opportunities like how did that transpire for you being being so young you know being 11 being 12 it's starting to pick up like do you remember that time at all like mentally like what you were thinking um or is it just like a little hazier like i'm curious about about that time my parents have always done a great job of not letting me get get too big for my my britches if you will um but they've they've never really let me uh like they never cared at all and nor did the rest of my family like i i was never anything more than just like the brother or the son or whatever so my mindset didn't change much from the time when i was 7 to when i was like 12 and i was moving to la other than obviously the normal growth i'm sure it did and i'm sure there's you know obviously everything in your life affects you in, in some way or another but um, like I've never the one thing that when I meet new people like like when I go like up to a university with like my friends or my girl the one thing that people always say is like like 
you're so normal and it's like but it, it was my my parents designed it that way so that i wouldn't be a douchebag yeah and i still was a douchebag yeah. for a couple of years darian can <laughs> confirm um but like when i and it, but it wasn't like i never thought i was sick i just yeah. like kind of hated myself so i you know taking that on, a, on other people i think my mental state in those years like 11 12 was like i just wanted to grow i was just like i felt this i felt like the earth rumbling beneath me and i knew i knew i could make this something i knew that something could happen here and i remember thinking to myself i remember where i was the first time when i was like holy shit like i maybe i can actually like make something out of this i was between like the front part like by the door of my house and then into like the kitchen i was standing right in between and i remember just like looking at the wall and being like holy shit like this could be something it's kind of just stayed the same i guess since then like i've always been i've, I've been more focused on bettering myself and like the and furthering my career than you know thinking i'm sick just like pausing and like becoming complacent and being like oh i'm dope as hell like i don't need to do anything anymore like i just I'm, i would i just want it but you know you just said something interesting like what was that time where you know you were sort of like being a douchebag weren't feeling good about yourself so projecting that onto others like is that after you were 12 like is was there a time after yeah. that that it's, i was probably like it's probably like 13 to 15 which i think is also a very natural yeah. time for totally. a young man to, to be a douchebag um or maybe maybe not <laughs> but <laughs> from from my understanding like everybody's a little obnoxious yeah. when they're when they when they're in like grade nine right um and I most definitely was. Like sometimes my my friends from high school will like tell me things that I used to say, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> who was? I don't know who that kid is. Yeah. But what was that like? What What were you feeling then that you think sort of made your outlook a little different, or how you were acting a little bit different? It gets pretty dark, and I won't go like won't go to, through all of it. But basically, I just wasn't I wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't comfortable with myself. And I went to school in L.A. for the second half of grade five, all of grade six, all of grade seven, um, which those like two and a half years like messed me up some just because the schools here are whack, at least the ones that I went to. Um, I went to this like entertainment school in uh, Burbank and it was like just fake. It was fake school. It wasn't real. Like my sister was in grade 12 and she had a chess class. I was like one of her like full credit classes among other things like my little sister lauren she also went there and she got like 110 percent in like three of her classes because she would do all the work and get 100 because it was like and then she would do all the extra credit so she so the school had to like bump her marks down it was just like it was whack um and then i came back to canada for grade eight that was whack too i went to this school that was um i just didn't i, I couldn't relate with anybody there and I can relate to most people but it was a very specific type of school for people with um people that just like needed a little like extra help and my extra help was that I missed school a lot and I was going on tour and I was doing all these things and so it was just hard for me to fit in there um so that year was was really horrible and uh I had like one friend um in person that I would like never really hang out with because I would just sit in my room all night and that was like that was probably the worst of it that was like Boys of Summer era like just before Boys of Summer I think which is this tour that I went on when I was like 13 
but after that, I went to, I remember I, I was, like, my mom, like, was, like, trying to, like, help me and, like, get me out of the house. And so she signed me up for flag football. We played at uh, this, like, school once, and the team that we were facing, my mom knew another mom. And she was like, oh, I'm trying to send my son to this this school in Vaughn. It's, like, a hockey school. Um, and at first I was like, oh, my God, like, hockey school, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get stuffed in lockers. Like, this is going to be wild, like, you know. But I went there, and it that, like, sc- that school and that environment, I'm just being essentially thrown to the wolves. Because, like, imagine, like, the like the jock, like, athletic kids at your school, except that was the whole school, you know. So I had to, like, learn how to, like, not be, like, made fun of and stuff or if somebody was like chirping me i'd just like have something ready right back to go with them and like i like got in a couple of fights in like the bathrooms and and um we just like locker box just like put on helmets and like hockey gloves and like beat the shit out of each other basically that was like my first normal experience in many years and that really helped a lot but through high school i still struggled because you had gone through like so much of like the external stuff and growing there that like it was hard for you to like relate to that or like integrate that as part of your life and like like what like what do I you just think didn't now know who I was back? I yeah. think but I just is didn't... that just because you were young yeah it was I was young this kind of stuff also somewhat runs in my family um but I was I was young obviously in a strange position without a good group of friends and you know I'm like at that age where I don't want to talk to my family about anything either and I'm working all the time and I'm trying to keep up with school and it was just like the whole the whole combination left me in a very very bad place for a few years um and how how do you feel like you you eventually got out of that was it time and then also like the circumstances changing and like environment changing yeah circumstances changing and for sure and getting older as well like I feel like there's certain things that I used to be insecure about that I've just kind of accepted. I just don't really care well, anymore. Well, it's like one thing. Um, I always really hated my forehead. I really hated it. I was like, oh, I have the fattest forehead in, in all the land. And um, <laughs> and that kind of, I like grew up my hair. You can't like, you know, I, but I when, I had, the, when yeah. I had the like little comb over, like my forehead was fat, man, it was. Um, and it all changed over COVID. And I, didn't, I, didn't, I just didn't care anymore. It was before that as well. Like I just didn't care. But I remember being like super... In, insecure about that and I also uh, like my teeth was another one but then I got Invisalign and that really helped pushing myself to take steps for for the betterment of my mental health like I've never been the person like like me getting Invisalign um, and like that was that being something that I really wanted was like a big deal to me that it actually happened because I feel like in like you weren't like I, I you wouldn't I, do the things yeah to I wouldn't help do the yourself. Thing. Yeah, and like if I if I asked, I was like so surprised that my mom said yes because you should be like, oh, like it's fine, like your teeth are fine, like don't do whatever, and then I'd still be insecure about it. Um, But the fact that that happened was a big help, and it taught me to like you know if if you really want something, like don't let it go. And um, I've kind of taken that to heart. And it's just like getting older. Like there's there was a lot of years. Like I I really struggled. Like it was really bad for a time. But it's it's partly getting older and partly just being very introspective and spending many nights just like looking at the ceiling, asking myself what's wrong with me, and then like 
figuring out if it's something I should fix or if it's something that's just me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that makes sense. I think with with a lot of like the people we've had on the show that did get pretty, you know, famous or had a lot of followers at an early age, I think you just go through a lot of like life experiences a little too early and like you're not really like ready to handle them. Not that you're ready to handle it even when you're older, but I think when you're older you you have a better sense of like your identity, hopefully. Um, and I think when it happens at such a young age, especially we always talk about on the show, like when you're growing up, you just want to like fit in and be like all your friends, yeah. you know? So like that separation, not being around friends, like that whole thing makes it harder. And then as you get older, the idea is like, you realize that like, Oh no, like I'm unique and like, I do my own things. And like, this is actually what I like, not like because my friends like this or because I live here or because whatever. And so I think like, that totally makes sense, you know? And I, I think it's like, there's a lot of people say like, oh, like I was trying to figure out like what was like wrong with me, you know? And then like the answer is like, there wasn't like anything wrong. I think you just went through so much stuff at such an early age that like by the time you caught up with yourself and understood even what had happened the last five, six, seven years, like now you're finally in a place where you could be like, oh, okay, like these things make sense. Like I was insecure about my teeth for this reason or my, for you know, like those are like normal like kid things, right? But like looking back, I think it's like, um, you know, going through that at an early age is just, is just harder, you know? And, for sure. And yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and like growing up on social media, I've always been a child of the, of the internet. Like I've spent, since I was like 10 years old, spent hours and hours and hours. And I feel like you see every person on the internet has like, you know, perfect teeth. So I look at them and I'm like, oh my God, like, like they're so good looking. Like, look at those teeth. Like, I love those teeth. Or, you know, like, oh, you see a magazine, you're like, oh my God, like, that guy's hair is, like, so sick. Like, I wish, I've always had very straight hair, which is another thing I was so insecure about when I was younger. Because um, it just didn't do the things that I wanted it to do. It, I didn't do the hairstyles that I wanted it to. And then as I got older, it got a little bit curlier. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best day of my life. I think a lot of things, so, like you either, my teeth still aren't perfect. I got Invisalign and then I didn't wear my retainers. They're all shifting around and you either accept things or you change them. And um, the acceptance comes with time and the 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 changing, I feel like is kind of dangerous sometimes because there's a, there's a point where um, I remember in like grade nine and 10, I had just come out of all these weird schools, like I said before, and I had all this all these really strange interactions socially like some of the people that i met in the few years before that were like just just like ripped like just we just like strange people it like gave me a strange idea of what the world was like and i didn't really know how to act around people my own age um because i like i grew up around people that were 10 years older than me and like i've had i have friends that are like in their 30s and it's not weird because that's always been like just how it is for me uh, so i got to i got to sc- uh, school in grade 9 and i like it was almost like i just wasn't socialized it was strange like i i like i like laughed at the wrong times or like for too long and i remember like taking like mental notes and like figuring myself out and then at a certain point i was like what am i doing like yeah it's so it's so funny um yeah, uh, we just had uh, Maisie Williams on the show from Game of Thrones and a bunch of other stuff. But she kind of said the same thing. Like she got cast on the show when she was like, I don't know, like nine or ten. 
She was that young? Yeah, like when the show Holy. first started. Something like super young. I don't even remember. And and like once she got done with the show, like her whole life she was just used to like working with these like older actors and all this stuff. So like she didn't really know how to communicate with like people her age and how to like just have a normal conversation, not like a work conversation. And I think it's just like it's normal because like you never had to do it. And, and, and until you do it, like you don't figure it out and it feels weird in the moment. One thing I'm curious about is like now through your music, like you said, you're, like you're super proud of your like latest album. Like what, you know, like how do you think about like the music you want to make, what you want the message to be in it? You know, having all these like different experiences and like being where you are today, which will change, you know, it'll be different from your next album and, and the one after that. But I'm just curious how you thought about that and, and the main message you were trying to portray. I think I'd speak a lot about like this stuff, like in the past tense, but the truth is, you know, it's a, it's a continued fight. Um, so when I talk about anxiety or depression, like the last like couple months have been very hard for me and you know, I'm, I'm living, I'm surviving, getting through it and, you know, trying to, um, like this afternoon I have a plan to like, you know, like really get some things done that I've been wanting to do for, that I've been putting off for like a couple months. It's very much a part of my life now, just dealing with mental health stuff, which I think is. And do you think that that's is like the common. message, like in the music of like. There's no effort really on my part because it's just me. It's just my life. You know what I mean? Um, or like Coping, which is on the album, um, is like it's the people in my life, you know, and all the things that could go wrong, which is that was like some of the most anxiety inducing stuff that's ever happened to me in my life just like being in this relationship and being so scared and that was just honesty in that song you know i wasn't i wasn't i didn't lie about anything there's there's things in that song that like actually happened like sat on the lawn shed out a tear like that happened and um i never i never really try like there's i think there's only been one song i think flaws which is from a while ago is the only song ever that we were like okay like this is like that that one didn't come uh naturally it did after we started writing but about it was it, like but more it was, of an idea was, that you had beforehand yeah it was like it was more of a planned thing but other than that like when i i also like to uh try to be like the unreliable narrator like very much tell things only from my perspective um, in my music. I think it's, I think it's just, uh, I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't do a lot of things on purpose, but it just happens because the, the only thing that I really wanted to do on this album was speak honestly. Um, and that's what, it, what ended up happening. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I think one other thing is like, yeah, like the journey, you know, like never ends with, with taking care of your mental health with the ups and downs of life and and that's what we always talk about on the show because i think it's become easier now for people to talk about the struggles that they've been through in the past for sure but then anytime you have to be like oh no like i'm actually like still struggling with stuff mm. especially like saying that out loud mm. almost like feels weird or like you know you don't want to share it but like even for me like you know i think i struggle all the time and we always talk about on the show that like like everyone does mm -hmm. in a year like you're gonna go through challenging times at some point the degree of that might be different every year but like right. i think you know you just want to see progress year over year in the sense of like you learn yourself better you know how yeah. to like manage things better but i try to improve my baseline yeah every year, exactly you know? and i think like like 
for you, I think I would just say like, it's the whole point is like being authentic to yourself and like anything that like is still going on is like totally normal and fine. And, and even if it's hard, like, you know, life is hard, you know, and like there are hard things and like, you've obviously learned that at an earlier age probably than like average. But, um, but I think for me, like it was always like so much easier to talk about the past than like the present and stuff, you know? And it's like, you talk about the present and all of a sudden like, it gets weird but like yeah you talk about the present and people are asking if you need help you know what i mean so i don't i don't want to deal with that i don't know tell me if if i'm if you feel the same way it's a little it's almost embarrassing for me sometimes to admit that like you know like as a man like i like need help sometimes and i had a conversation with my sister the other day where i was like i need you to bear with me because like i got some shit going on don't want to talk about it but like this is what would work better for me right now because uh i forget what it was it was like a very detailed instead of just like kind of like a loose thing like i need structure right now which i think is something that i've been missing in my life uh but it was that was very hard to have that conversation yeah the embarrassment in the moment is definitely like a thing that like it's just hard to talk about because it's like feels like an unnatural thing until you do it more um i think at least for me like it's very easy for me to just like not say anything in the moment like wait till like the hard time passed and then like talk about it you know past tense like oh you guys like this is what i went through but but yeah i mean i've tried to like let go of that like embarrassed factor talk more about it in the moment especially the people that are closest to me or even just share like that I am having a hard time right now, just so you know. And like, we don't even, I don't really necessarily want to get into the specifics. The thing that I would say about the specifics though, it is important to like get those words out there in whatever form. So for me, like that's mainly been like therapy and stuff. But I think the act of saying the words um, actually like does something in your body that like helps it move through you. And I learned that through my therapist. Yeah, just like even saying the things because like a lot of it just stays trapped like in your body. So if you're not like, saying it i think it's just could get hard there's like two people that i would tell yeah in my life which is good yeah yeah it doesn't need to be that many people i think it's just important that like the words get out and then if in any way that like you feel like you're filtering what you're saying even to those two people because like almost to everyone there's certain things that you wouldn't say if Mm. you think about it like if oh yeah for sure and so so like that's why like for me like therapy has been very helpful because like the whole point is like you until you get there it takes a while to get used to it but like you'd literally want to tell them the things that like you would never even like say to like other people because like they're supposed to just like be able to like absorb it all and just like learn what you're actually thinking i think it's good i mean i think it's good to, to at least try and see see how it goes just like the format and you learn and and you know it's another work. thing that's like that to me is like the same level as like invisalign you know what i mean like i, I want to go to therapy but like do i want it so bad that like i'm gonna arrange all of that for myself and, I, and then I, and then I'm like fuck like you know I can't deal with that and it's hard yeah I mean I think I, I think it's I think it's hard to like find um, the right person and all of those things as well but, but I think it's important um, and I think just like continuing to like talk about things and like even even on here you know I think a lot of people have said like it feels good to just like say things and like you wouldn't even just go and like talk about this with your friend, but like when it's like a different context, you feel more open to sharing things, which I think is good and sort of the point of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just hate being pitied is the one thing that, um, like I don't like, I don't get embarrassed very easily, but when I do, I like, yeah, like it likes, I don't know. Like it, we, it makes me feel super weird. And that's the only thing. Like, so there's, there's few people that I know will just like, 
like hear me and then be like okay well step one is this and you know like how can i help type deal instead of being like oh like yeah give me a hug i don't want to hug i just want to feel better yeah yeah for sure and i think um i think it's just about how you communicate about it and i think saying hey like i'm not even trying to like complain or i don't want like pity i just want to share and blah 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 and like if i think of any way that you can help me i'll let you know like those sorts of things are helpful did you learn that in therapy or is yeah it just- for sure i mean i think i've learned that just like through life i mean i'm 28 now so i, I have a little head start on you but uh, but yeah i've been going only for like a year and a half um i started like in 2021 and I, but i've done it every week since and yeah it's been it's been pretty big for my life i think um and i started at a time where i was feeling pretty good so it was good time to like you know it's not only about when you're going through hard things it's actually like how do you learn about yourself in the times that are more like stable that's been helpful for me but but yeah i'm curious like for you like as you think about the future right like what is it like you know when you think like okay like this is what i want to do like i want to make music and i want it to have like this sort of like impact and you know what is that for you i am very bad at the five-year plan thing i really don't know i think that the immediate future is kind of especially also in my industry it's not i have no idea what i'm what i'm doing in six months i do however know what i'm doing in like two um so the rest of the year going on tour and dropping a deluxe and so that'll kind of be like the end of this era uh like the all the things that could go wrong era and then uh popping back out with with new stuff and we're already writing i wrote a song yesterday uh with darian and and a few other people it's it's actually really good very excited about it i think i think i just want to keep being honest and i feel like the one thing that would have helped me when i was younger that i didn't have is somebody to 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 tell me like okay yeah sure your experiences might be unique and obviously i had a, a unique childhood but the root of what you're feeling is the exact same every there's only so many places that emotions can come from it's either um you can you can always trace it back to like insecurity like jealousy uh grief and you know like the core emotions that kind of spawn all the other feelings you know like uh you know and that's what we say actually on the show is like every experience is different but like the emotions are the same exactly like we all feel the same things yeah. and i think that that's the part of knowing that and also the point of the show is like to know that like all these people had different stories some are super famous some are not at all but the feelings and the things that they went through were all the same like in terms of like the ups and downs and like the grief the sadness the anger the whatever all of the different feelings are everyone feels those in the same way and everything's relative to each person but i think that message is always hit home for us and we've just tried to like double down on that as much as we we can absolutely you guys are doing great things (laughs) thank you man i appreciate it well okay two questions we ask everyone before we let you go so one is like knowing what you know now you've met so many different people like if there's one person that you would nominate to come on this show and, and share more about their story that's like in some way been inspirational to you whether you know them or not uh, who would it be? Wow that's a good question I feel like I want I, want, I like I, I want to wait for like a good answer cool. do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Uh, okay I'll, let me get back to you in a second yeah. um, 
So the last question is, Johnny, what makes you mad happy? Ooh. <laughs> Shit, doing what I love, probably, and everything that comes with it. Meeting fans, making music, going on tour. That's, like, I could do without, like, the like the promo tours. Obviously, this is different. I thought, freaking, can I swear? Yeah. Freaking, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. It's lost its moment now. I love doing podcasts, yeah. so I'm always, you know I'm always happy to come on. Um, but like the the meeting people and the writing songs, like being in the studio yesterday, and like the way that that song happened that I was talking about um, was like we were I was in the booth about to start recording a different song, and I just started playing some chords, and one of the writers was like, "Yo, like what are you playing?" And he came in, and we just started freestyling. And then everybody came in and I was still playing the piano and everybody was like freestyling. We wrote the song on the floor with just just a piano in this little tiny ass room, like a f- quarter of the size of this room. And there was like five people in that room. We were, it was just like natural. It was just a beautiful thing when a song comes together. And it's like beautiful to me in the same way that math is beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Um, like there's the upfront, like you hear it in your ears and it's aesthetic, uh, auditorily pleasing, but then also like just the way that it kind of all works together. It's fucking love it. I love this. I love my job. I really do. As for the first question, I would nominate my dad. I don't think that he would tell you the truth. <laughs> I mean, he's going to go with so many secrets, that guy. <laughs> But he would have a good story if he did. Oh yeah, true. Oh yeah, he has he has some he has some great stories. But I love that. My parents are like slightly not old fashioned, but you know, like their some of their approach to mental health is is like um like shit happens, buddy. Like you'll figure it out or you won't. And I think also probably because they knew that I would figure it out. My dad has kind of always said that to me. Like like I'm only I only give you shit because I know that you can deal with it. You know, apart from like the the tougher love, he's always he he's always you know when I when I actually needed it, been like, hey, like, you know, my my life has you know been chronicled by periods of ups and downs, and um, he said depression and obsession, which he's like one of the most obsessive uh, like business minds that I've probably ever met. Um, I think it'd be an interesting interview for yeah, you guys. I love that. Well, well, thank you, Johnny. I appreciate you coming on. It's great to meet. Obviously, like I said, in person just can get you know way deeper. Appreciate you sharing that here, and like I know that you'll keep talking about it in different ways. And mm-hmm. as you learn and grow, I think it'll make a big impact on the people that follow you, the people that listen. Thank so, really appreciate that, and thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for watching. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening, uh, whether it was your first time with us or your 75th. Uh, we really appreciate it. As always, it means a lot to us. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back next week with another amazing conversation on mental health and talk soon. Bye. The Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism.